Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I'm Nurse Mo, and as always, really happy that you are here spending some of your free time or your commuting time or your walking the dog time with me. Before we dive into today's topic, which is going to be my final installment of the 20 Secrets of Successful Nursing Students, I want to take a quick minute for a listener shout out. So this shout out goes out to Ayasha, and I really hope that I'm saying your name correctly. And Ayasha wrote to say, I have been absolutely terrified about starting the nursing program. After years of working on my pre and co-requisites, I finally made it into a rigorous program. I came across the group Thriving Nursing Students by Straight A Nursing and fell in like with the energy abuzz. I decided to take the leap and purchase the Crucial Concepts Bootcamp. I truly could not have made a better choice. I feel so much more at ease and far more prepared, and I've barely made a dent in the program. I highly, highly recommend even current nursing students to check out Straight A Nursing. She has it all. Thank you, Ayasha, for taking the time to share your experience with the Facebook group and the boot camp. I'm just so thrilled that both of those things have been instrumental in helping you feel more prepared for nursing school. So if you're curious what Ayasha is talking about, I will put links in the episode notes so you can join our Facebook group and check out boot camp. So today we are talking about the 20 secrets of successful nursing students, and I will be talking through secrets 18, 19, and 20. So if you would like to explore the others, I will put a link in the episode notes so that you can go and listen to the other episodes where I share these secrets. So secret number 18 is that successful students manage their test anxiety. Basically, there are two types of students in nursing school, those who have test anxiety and let it affect their success, and those who have test anxiety and thrive in spite of it. So let me say this louder for the people in the back. Test anxiety is normal, and anyone can have it. Basically, you're going to either let it affect your success, or you're going to thrive in spite of it. I don't know a single nursing student who is taking their studies seriously who doesn't feel a bit of test anxiety when they go into an exam or a skills checkoff or even a simulation lab. So there are so many reasons why test anxiety is so, so prevalent in nursing school. And understanding kind of why it happens, I think, helps students accept the validity of it and feel more empowered to thrive in spite of it. So some things that contribute to the test anxiety in nursing school are the grading scale, which can be really brutal in many, many cases. Anything below a 75 or even a 77 could be failing. So very brutal grading scale. The exams are timed, and that's to get you ready for your NCLEX, which is the mother load of all timed exams. And maybe you're dealing with massive information overload. I would say that's a really common reason for students to feel test anxiety. 
Plus, there are those exit exams that you may have to take before you can transition from one semester to the next. And maybe you're just really not wanting to disappoint anyone. You've got your cheerleaders, you've got your support group, you've got people that are counting on you. You don't want to let them down. And then there's also simply a fear of the unknown. So of course you have test anxiety. Can you just take a minute and say, okay, test anxiety in nursing school is normal and I'm okay with that. So take a deep breath, tell yourself, Having test anxiety does not mean you're doing it wrong. You're absolutely not doing a single thing wrong. Your response to all of these stressors is completely valid and very, very much the norm. So the issue is not the test anxiety. The issue is what you do in response to it. That's what matters. So when you let test anxiety run the show, what's going to happen is you're not going to be able to process information not in any meaningful way. You get basically into fight or flight mode, and it's really difficult to think straight, first of all. And second of all, it's really difficult to pull yourself out of it. So let's go through some strategies that successful students use to manage test anxiety and thrive in spite of it. Notice I don't say alleviate or get rid of their test anxiety because that's not realistic. We're going to have some test anxiety because you know what? A little bit of anxiety is actually a good thing. It's going to activate your sympathetic nervous system just the right amount to make you hyper aware, super vigilant, more careful, all of those things that can help you succeed on exams. So A little bit is actually a good thing. So here's how we're going to prevent it from taking over and running the show. The first thing is we're going to avoid negative self-talk. So successful students identify their negative self-talk and replace it with something more affirming. So a successful student wouldn't say, I don't know this material or I'm going to fail this test. Like, you've probably been in a test before where those exact thoughts have gone through your head. And what happens then? Your anxiety ramps up. You start believing those negative statements, right? So instead of that, a successful student would use a more positive and affirming phrase such as, I studied hard and I'm doing my best on this exam. If you find negative phrases like, I don't know this material, I didn't study enough, I am going to fail this test, I'm going to have to retake it, I'm going to fail out of nursing school, you can see how that can just cycle out of control. So as soon as you recognize some of these negative phrases entering your mind as you're studying or taking an exam or standing there in the skills lab with your instructor doing a skills checkoff, immediately replace it with a more positive phrase. Okay. And if you download the 20 Secrets of Successful Nursing Students Guide, which I will link to in the episode notes, there's little prompts for you to kind of think about what your affirming phrases might be so that you go in prepared. Another thing that successful students do when they're feeling that test anxiety coming on is simply take a deep breath. Successful students actively use calming techniques during the exam. So you know what tension feels like, right? Your heart might start to beat a little faster. You might 
start clicking your pen. That's something that I do or tap in your pen or tap in your foot or, you know, just engaging in some kind of nervous energy behavior. And you're also probably starting to have those negative self-talk things come into your head. So when you recognize these kinds of signals, you can use calming techniques during the exam. And this includes things like deep breathing, which is one of my favorite things to do. It really does help. And even tensing and then releasing muscle groups if you're really feeling that tension in your body. So I like to combine my affirming self-talk with deep breathing. So how I do this is say the phrase in your mind as you inhale for a full, slow breath, and then say it again as you exhale slowly and completely. And repeat that like three times, and you'll be surprised how transformative something so, so simple can be. And if you, if it turns out that you're still feeling a bit anxious, take a couple more breaths and see how you feel. I promise you, the time you spend taking these few breaths, which might be one minute of your exam, is going to be well worth it because you're going to be more efficient, more focused, and better able to perform well on this assessment. Another thing that successful students do to manage and thrive in spite of test anxiety is they simply trust themselves. Successful students trust that they've prepared well and trust that they'll recall the information that's necessary when it comes time for that exam or when it's time to be evaluated, like, say, in a skills checkoff. Students who don't trust themselves tend to overstudy or study inefficiently, which wastes an enormous amount of time. This is that student who might try one method of studying, and then, you know, they get anxious, and they think, well, this isn't working, so they abandon that method. And then now they're making a million flashcards, and they're like, I don't have time for this. This isn't working. And so they abandon that. And then they start drawing pictures because they saw that it worked for one of their friends. And then they realize, well, this isn't working. And then they're like, I don't know how to study right? You see that all the time. So this is going to waste an enormous amount of time and cause an enormous amount of stress. So I want you to trust yourself. By the time you get into nursing school, you know how to study. You've been studying. You got through some really hard classes. You got through microbiology. You got through anatomy and physiology. And a lot of you had to take organic chemistry and statistics and and some really advanced, difficult classes. You know how to study. So it's time to trust yourself. Chances are you've been attending classes, you've been taking notes, you've been studying for the exams, and you know the material. So have faith that you did all of that. Have faith that when you're in your exam, you're going to read each question carefully. Have faith that you're going to recall the necessary information and that you can state the correct answer. You 100% can do those things. Another thing that successful students do is they de-stress before the exam. So successful students actively do things to de-escalate the stress response that occurs before an exam. So a lot of times if you're taking an exam at school, for example, 
There's what I call the pre-test freakout. You may have heard me talk about this before. And this is where everybody else in the class is crammed in the hallway outside of the testing room. And they're doing their flashcards. They're quizzing each other. They're saying things like, well, do you think it's going to be about this? Do you think it's going to be about that? Is this going to be on the exam? Was that chapter going to be covered? I mean, they are just freaking out. It's the pre-test freakout. That's a highly stressful situation to be in. So successful students just tap out of that, you know, just avoid it altogether. This is a time to reinforce calm or joyful activities. So some really calming things to do might be to talk with a friend, talk with a family member, call your kids for a quick chat, um, play music, through your headphones, um, go for a walk outside, do some of those deep breaths, get out in nature, things like that. De-stress before the exam and don't join in on the pre-test freak out zone, okay? All right, another way that successful students thrive in spite of their test anxiety is they avoid watching the clock. So timed exams can be really stressful and a lot of times there's a little timer click, click, clicking down on your screen, and it can be a little bit overwhelming to see that, especially like, let's say you get to a question and you're feeling like, well, I'm not really sure about this question. Then you glance at the clock and you see that time start ticking away. And now you're not thinking about the question anymore. Now you're thinking about how much time you have left on this test. And it just pulls you out of that ability to recall information. So if the timer is distracting to you, some Exam software will enable you to hide the timer, and I recommend that students do that. And then just every 10 questions or so, look up at an actual clock and see how much time you have left, okay? Or every fifth question, if that's, you know, helpful for you. So every time you get to a question that ends in a five, like question five, uh, I guess it would be a five and a zero, question five, 10, 15, and 20, you'd glance at the clock to see how much time you have left or question 10, 20, 30, 40, et cetera. If there's no option to hide the timer, and that could be with some exam software, just try to avoid looking at it. Try to just keep your eyes on the questions and the answers and just focus on going through each question one after the other, and you will get through the exam. Once you start clock watching, Stress hormones are going to kick in, and this can ramp up your anxiety very, very quickly. Another thing that successful students do to thrive in spite of their test anxiety is they don't study on test day. Successful students are not going to be cramming at the last minute for an exam. Cramming before that exam sends some really negative messages to yourself that you have no trust in yourself, that you don't know the material as well as you should, that you haven't prepared well. And what's this going to do to your anxiety level? It's going to ramp it up. So let's just not study on test day. Trust that you've prepared well and that you know the material. And you know what? You probably do. Another thing that successful students do to thrive in spite of test anxiety is once the exam is over or the assessment is over, let it go. You're not going to let the stress of the exam or that skills checkoff carry over to the rest of your day because I promise you, you probably have some other really important things to do. So let's let it go, decompress afterwards, take a walk, do something 
joyful. Maybe meet a friend for a 30-minute coffee break. Carve out some time for something like that where you can decompress, go on a workout, whatever, and then move on to the next item on your to-do list, fresh and ready to conquer. And then the final element that I want to mention here that successful students do to thrive in spite of test anxiety is know that your grades do not define you. Successful students do not let their self-esteem get tied up with grades. It's not the grade that matters. It's your attitude and your dedication to learning the material. You can and you will be a fantastic nurse even if you miss a few exam questions here and there. I promise. Okay, now let's move on to the next secret, which is secret number 19. Successful students have a positive attitude and mindset. So this dovetails nicely with what we have just been talking about. So the cumulative stress, the ongoing demands of nursing school can really, they can start to wear away at your positive attitude. But really, that only happens if you let it happen. But you do have to make effort to keep it from happening. Successful students tend to have a positive attitude even when things are tough or not going according to plan. So this doesn't mean that a successful student ignores the fact that they've had a bad day, ignores the fact that they did poorly on an exam or are facing a challenge. That's not what this means. Instead, successful students view these as learning opportunities. And and what's not to love about that? You're in nursing school to learn. I promise you, you're going to have so many (laughs) learning opportunities. And when we talk about not meeting your goals, you know, we often, sometimes we say the word fail, and that feels really bad to us, right? Think of fail as first attempt in learning. Okay, F-A-I-L, first attempt in learning. It's okay to falter a little bit. It's okay to not know all of the answers. You are learning. It is an active process that you are in the middle of right now. And when you have obstacles, when you have a bad day, when you perform poorly on an exam, you know what? You can and will move past them as long as you have a really good attitude and mindset about it. So here's a great example. I knew a student who had worked really hard. I think it was first semester and she failed a class. Even though she worked really hard, she still had a first attempt in learning and needed to repeat the class. So while most students would look at this and just feel so defeated, she had a completely different attitude that blew me away. Her words to me were, how could I be upset when I know repeating the class will make me a better nurse? I'm getting like the shivers even just saying that because it was so impactful to me that she had such a fantastic attitude and a beautiful way of looking at her first attempt in learning. And then other times you might just have an off day, right? You've studied really hard for an exam, but you missed more questions than you would like. You didn't get the A on the exam, okay? Maybe you passed the exam, you know, with the high C you know what? You passed the exam. And as long as you know that you feel confident with the material, that's all that matters. Sometimes we just don't have a great test day, right? Or sometimes we don't have a good day in the skills lab or the sim lab, and that's okay. You're learning. 
Ning. Okay, you got it. All right. And then the other thing I want to say about positive attitude is that successful students are going to tend to avoid energy draining activities like complaining, as this really perpetuates negativity and sends a message to yourself that you're powerless in this situation. Instead, and I'm not saying there aren't things in nursing school that aren't frustrating, there certainly are. You'll have groups of students that just complain about it relentlessly, and then you'll have students who deal with it and move on. And that's what the successful students do. So the successful student, instead of complaining about things that they don't like, will claim ownership of their problems, will find solutions on their own, and be super resourceful, which is, if you've listened to secret number seven, and I'll link to that here in the show notes, Resourcefulness is the most important quality of a successful student, hands down, without a doubt. Okay, and then secret number 20. We made it. We got to all of them. Successful students have constructive coping mechanisms. So this is really, really important when you're looking at avoiding burnout and staying really dedicated to your goals. So burnout during nursing school is a very real problem and a very real risk for any nursing student. And I know if you're brand new and you haven't started yet, it's hard to imagine that happening to you because your excitement level, your readiness for this is at its absolute highest at this point. Nursing school can be is relentless the right word? It might be the right word because the schedule is just, it doesn't let up and burnout can happen. There's lack of free time that you're used to. There's a lot of challenging material to conquer. There's pressure to constantly perform at a very high level. It's just a lot. It's a lot to deal with. If you spend enough time in any nursing program, or any nursing student Facebook group, you're going to start hearing the students talk about burnout. And these messages and this chatter really start to pick up, you know, kind of midway through the semester. And this happens just over and over again. So the good news is not all students experience burnout. I'm not saying when you graduate, you won't be really glad (laughs) that it's there. But you don't have to be completely crispy burnt, right, by the time you get to that point. Using constructive coping mechanisms tends to help students get through the semester without experiencing those feelings of burnout. So with burnout, we get lack of motivation. We get irritable. We might start snapping at our loved ones and our friends and our kids and our dog and our cat. We have loss of satisfaction with what we're doing, and this is all just simply related to burnout and maybe not coping effectively with the rigors of the program. So here are some ideas for ways that you can cope with nursing school in a healthy way, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, when am I going to find time to do these things, Nurse Mo? I promise you, if you spend 30 minutes each week doing one of these things, it will pay you back in hours over the semester. I absolutely promise you that you'll be more productive, you'll be more effective, you'll be more focused, you'll be more dedicated. It absolutely matters. So the first thing is to simply recognize when you need to take a break. And those cues are going to be different for everyone. You know, maybe it's if you find that you're waking up in the middle of the night stressed about school, 
That's not a cue that you need to get out of bed and go study. That's a cue that you need to take a break. Okay. If you're staying up until midnight to cram for an exam that's tomorrow and you've read the same sentence three times and your eyelids are really heavy, is that a sign that you need to keep studying or a sign that you need to take a break? Right. If you're getting super irritable with your family, that's a sign that you need to take a break. If you stop caring about studying and just are doing the very bare minimum, that's a sign that you need to take a break. So, Rather than powering through those intense study sessions or that aren't super effective, or rather than disconnecting or harming your relationships with others, a break is going to be way more beneficial in the long run. And it's a short break. Take an hour. Take a, you know, one or two hours break is huge in nursing school. A half a day break is like, the best thing ever. Try to find space in your schedule to work that in. And if you're studying efficiently and you're really good at your time management, you absolutely can make this happen. The best times for me when I was a student to take a break were right after an exam or right after I turned in a big project. So a lot of times, you know, if my exam was on a Friday, I would take my exam and then try to take maybe not the whole rest of the day off, but a good chunk of the rest of the day or maybe half of the next, you know, the next day, which would be Saturday. So after something big, like a big exam or you turn in a big project, can you find time to take a substantial break? Go to a movie, do something good for yourself. Another thing that you can do to help you cope better is simply making time for regular exercise. So a lot of students will trade the treadmill for the textbooks, and that's not really going to be helpful for you in the long run. Exercise helps your mental clarity, helps your ability to focus. It helps you have more energy, and it helps your health, obviously. So of course, I don't think you're probably going to have time to be at the gym for two hours a day, even if that sounds super fun to you. (laughs) But you can squeeze in some exercise, a 30-minute run, a 30-minute walk, a short yoga routine, something to get your body moving, to connect with your body, get out of your head so much is going to be really, really helpful. If you absolutely have to study, then you can listen to the podcast or you can listen to a recorded lecture while you go for a run or a walk. But I'm a big fan of getting out of your head once in a while and just feeling your body, feeling the sun on your face, feeling the grass under your feet, all of those things that you notice when you're outside and moving around. Another way to cope is to socialize, especially with people who are not in nursing school. If I mean, you love your classmates, you may love your classmates, but socializing solely with your classmates means you're probably going to talk about school all the time, right? So pull yourself away from that. Socialize with the friends you had from before nursing school, your family. The idea is to not live, eat, breathe nursing school 24-7, okay? Sometimes you just need to relax, be yourself. Socializing with your family and your friends is a really great way to decompress, refresh, and boost the joy in your life, which is really, really key. You can also use meditation, deep breathing, journaling, prayer, and laughter to de-stress and process some of those complex emotions that come up in nursing school. So nursing school is tough. 
And you're going to go through a pretty massive transformation as both a student and a human being. And a lot of that can be complex things to process. And when you really pay attention to those things and reflect on how they affect you, it's going to make that transformation a lot more meaningful and easier. And I would say more joyful as well. And then the last thing is to remember your why. You started this journey for a reason or for lots of reasons. And sometimes it's just really helpful to remember what motivated you in the first place. A lot of students find it helpful to write this out as a statement and place it somewhere where you will see it daily. So there you have it, your 20 secrets all summed up. I will put a link in the episode notes if you want to get this as a downloadable. It's kind of like a workbook. It has prompts, kind of like little journaling prompts for you to write out your thoughts and kind of come up with your plan for how you are going to be super successful in nursing school. So I'd love to see you back here next week. We're going to be diving into RISE syndrome which is a pediatric illness. So come back here for that. And then I'm still running the weekly mini episodes on Mondays. So there are going to be little bonus episodes on Mondays and that will be happening for a few more weeks. So make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss a single one. So I'll see you again very soon. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing.